Hello and welcome to Not a Rocking Chair Librarian podcast. This is Zoe Midler, Digital Literacy Specialist for the Boulder Valley School District. This is episode 19.4 in our dynamic duo series featuring conversations with principals and teacher librarians partnering to reset expectations for K-12 library spaces, programming, and the role of the teacher librarian. Our dynamic duo today is Ginger Ramsey, principal, and Jane Schischel, teacher librarian from Broomfield High School in Boulder Valley. This year, Broomfield High School's library underwent significant renovations, including the addition of meeting rooms and breakout spaces, a Calabra space, a term coined by Jane, a maker space, and generally more space and light for, for a really welcoming environment for students. This renovation has been at least three years in the making, and this fall it all came together. Let's listen to Ginger and Jane reflect on their shared vision for the Broomfield High School library space, programming, what they're seeing, and next steps. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at ZMidler. Z as in zebra, M-I-D as in dog, L-E-R, at ZMidler. Hope to catch you on social media. Hi, my name is Ginger Ramsey, and I am the proud principal at Broomfield High School. I'm Jane Chisel. I'm the teacher librarian at Broomfield High School. Uh, Ginger and Jane, thank you very much for making time for me today to have a conversation in the series I've been doing with principals and teacher librarians about the value and the importance of the partnership between uh, the administrator and the teacher librarian, especially as we're watching these shifts take place with both the role of the teacher librarian, the spaces um, that librarians are managing, and also the programming associated with that. Um, so Ginger, I asked you just before we started to tell me, remind me how many years you've been here, and you said 19? This is my 19th year, yes. <laughs> okay, so I thought a great place to start our conversation might be with just having you um, talk, to, talk to us about how your expectations or thinking about the role of the library and, and teacher librarian maybe have evolved over the years. As we look over my time here at Broomfield High School, as well as my time in education, the, the role of the library and the, li uh, the teacher librarian, I think, has changed. Uh, and I, uh, I'm going to age myself in the fact that, that we no longer have libraries where uh, it's the shush factor, mm. the, the please be quiet, please do not do anything but sit and be quiet. That has, that has tremendously changed, and I, I give credit to to Jane and the relationship that we have built. Uh, the library at Broomfield High School is literally and figuratively the center of the school. Uh, and that's where a lot happens and that's where there's a lot of excitement and uh, respect for students and for teachers. Okay. How about you, Jane? <laughs> well, I definitely agree that the role of the librarian has changed uh, over my tenure at Broomfield High. I've been, this is my ninth year, but also throughout my years in education, and I'm at 34 years in education. So a very dramatic shift in how we view the library and uh, the role of the librarian. And I think one of the strengths that Ginger touched on uh, here at Broomfield High is the fact that we are a very student-centered library. Uh, our students are the VIPs, and then our stakeholders, all of them are valuable, uh, but they come really after the students. Uh, they're, they're, they come first for us. And the thing I appreciate about Broomfield High and working with Ginger is, I know that's true 
with Ginger. I, mm-hmm. I feel that's definitely her philosophy. So you obviously have a shared philosophy, which helps for this partnership Absolutely. to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what our listeners don't know, because they can't see it and be here, is um, the work that's been done over the past is about three years that this work's been going on, um, you, or maybe mm-hmm. longer. <laughs> Or does it just seem longer than three years? <laughs> we have been in design for probably three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the big construction was this summer. Mm-hmm. So, so that was a, a long time waiting. Uh, but just getting being able to design a, a space that as when you walked in, it did look like the 1960s. Right. Uh, and, and just give it a facelift. We did more than just give a facelift, but we created a, a, an environment that uh, I think was friendlier for students. Uh, and uh, I mean, I continue to smile the first day they walked in when they said it looked like an Apple store. I will always, I will always remember that because they just love it. So for our listeners, you guys had um, a significant amount of money come through what we call our innovation funds. And w- would you say the lion's share of those dollars went into the library? Or was it bond money and innovation money? Or? We were allocated $800,000 in innovation money. Mm-hmm. The positive was we were able to combine that with our bond project So at the same time. So I can't tell you what money was innovation, what money was mm-hmm. bond, but the end result is we have a new space. And I'd like Jane to talk about what does that new space look like. Can I can I just say something first? Yesterday yes, we were absolutely. all in the oh, right. we, we yeah. were all in the innovation cohort together, and you put a picture up of what the library looked like in 1983. And, yes. And you said, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. So what did you say in, in when you put that picture up there? Do you remember what you said? Well, I I remember that I invited the group to really let that sink in. Mm-hmm. It's been many years since any money, serious money, was invested in that space. Uh, and the library has been 100% transformed. Right? It wasn't just a, a renovation, really. It was a total transformation. Mm-hmm. And the space now is far more responsive to the needs of our students and our staff, mm-hmm. our other stakeholders, um, so the parent community, uh, the teachers, sports groups, uh, all of those different stakeholders are able to take advantage of the library renovation. But also it's just been incredible to see the students walk in now and feel such a sense of pride, like Ginger was saying, about their space. Talking, you know, thinking it's like an Apple store is about the highest praise you can get mm-hmm. for uh, a high school mm-hmm. library. But they also say they feel like they're in a college library. So that uh, has an impact on them as well, and I think it impacts how they use the space. So now we have a space that uh, is really, it's like we talk about differentiated instruction. So now we have a differentiated library. Mm -hmm. So we have different spaces that respond to the needs of different students. It's not one size fits all. Mm -hmm. So it's phenomenal, it's a beautiful space, and. Uh, it's a user-friendly space, and it's just a very pleasant, uh, upbeat, dynamic environment. One of the things that other principals and teacher librarians have spoken to me about is the, the, the empowerment that the teacher librarian feels or gets from their principal, especially when big changes like this happen and probably existed before. You know, it's just there's a different level of it. So can you comment on the, the empowerment, whether you do it, you know, 
overtly, covertly, I mean, for Jane to be in that role and be overseeing that space, I suspect there's a great deal of trust and empowerment that happens. Well, there's a, a tremendous amount of trust. Mm -hmm. uh, Jane and I work, in my, my opinion, very well together, and we bounce ideas off of each other. I like the relationship because I can ask her difficult questions, and she can, in turn, ask me difficult questions when things aren't working. Mm -hmm. uh, what I see beyond me, which empowers Jane Moore, is the trust that she has with all of our teachers, mm -hmm. because they are reaching out to her for resources, for support, and she is proactive and thinks of ways, mm -hmm. how can I help this department? I mean, I'm just thinking, Jane, of when uh, you work with our science research seminar students and, and teaching them how to do research, or uh, teaching teachers how to access databases on Chromebooks, something that simple. Our teachers are willing to ask Jane that because they know that she has that skill and are not going to be critical saying things like, well, why don't you know how to do this? That, that you are a support to them. Uh, and the, the key part, uh, and Jane, you mentioned this yesterday in our training, uh, but if you haven't ever seen this, it is powerful. Jane greets every student that walks in the library with a hello. You may or may not know their name. That's beside the point. But you have eye contact with them, and they know, they know that you know that they're there. And you may be the only adult all day long that has that one-on-one -on -one communication, and that's powerful. And I think that's reinforced by the number of kids that, that, that spend time in our library because of the relationship that Jane's built. Great. Jane, um, I'm curious about you. You know, we, you're, this is truly the center of the school now. So I just wonder, are staff have staff changed their attitudes or use of the space because of the changes in its physical, you know, the physical changes undergone? I mean, you were who you were before the mm -hmm. <laughs> space was yes. redesigned. Yep. So is there something that may have changed in that environment changing? Maybe you were working with staff maybe you haven't worked with before or no, or students maybe in there that aren't, weren't in there before? I'm just curious if that had any impact on this or the dynamic. Right, it's early on mm -hmm. and it's definitely having an impact uh, already. Uh, I can say just in terms of the students that are using it, uh, we, we see a significant increase, a daily increase, mm -hmm. average increase uh, among students who are using the library. We are also seeing an increase among teachers who are again using the library space. And I think that that's going to continue to uh, increase as we you know, get settled into the new space. There's still honestly a lot of unpacking that is happening. And because we have actually increased the footprint of the library, it functions a little differently. And so we have to take some time now to educate our teachers mm -hmm. on how to best utilize that space. They utilize it. You know, that's never been an issue. Uh, we have a very busy, a very popular library, so people are in there mm -hmm. all the time. But we have brand new spaces like the maker spaces. We never had a maker space before. And so it's a matter of as we get that stocked, it, it's up, it's opening. Teachers sign up to bring their kids in there. But as they see their peers bringing their classes down and those teachers go back and say things to people within their department, I think we're going to see a steady demand um, for, for using that particular space. And then also an area we call the collaborative space, 
which is designed specifically for groups. Uh, students can go in and work in groups there. They don't have to worry about disrupting other kids in other parts of the library. They love this space. They have access to, to tech resources in there, to whiteboards and everything that they need when they're working in a group. But it's also, because of the configuration, very friendly for teachers to bring entire classes in there. So they can easily now bring a class of 32 uh, to 36 into that space and use it as an alternate teaching space or now they can bring it in and I have a real teaching space when I'm doing library orientations or, or research seminars or having an author visit. So it's really changed how we use the library. It's, it's getting to where we've always wanted to be. It's been a process but now we actually have a space that matches our desires for our students and our staff. Yeah, the vision can actually be sort of actualized now. Absolutely, okay, gotcha. absolutely. Um, okay, last question for you guys. Uh, have, Ginger, have you set any expectations with staff about the use of the space or, or anything like that? I know some principals, like, you know, they make, maybe, and maybe this is more of a elementary sort of middle school thing and maybe it doesn't happen so much at high school, but, you know. <laughs> I would have to say that's a work in progress right now. Okay. Uh, the balance of do I want uh, teachers to access is, this area? Absolutely. What I don't want is teachers to um, bring their class to the library and then it's now Jane's responsibility to mm -hmm. supervise those teachers, mm -hmm. I mean those students. Uh, I want it to be a collaboration. I want them to be working together. So scheduling, I think, is going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. As our makerspace gets more popular and people learn about it, I think uh, the balance, uh, and this is a thing that's different at high schools than in elementaries or middle schools, we have students who have free periods. Mm -hmm. So they are used to coming in and they may be accessing the, the makerspace during a free period, which I want that creativity opportunity for those kids. But how do we balance that with a class that then says, a class of 35 that says, mm -hmm. I want to use that space. Right. Because I don't ever want to send the message to the, the student who's in there, you're not as important as the class. Right. So it's coming up with that balance, and I don't believe we've solved that yet, but that's something that I want us to work on. Mm -hmm. A reason for me to come back and interview you a year from now. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes please do. Yes. Absolutely. But I, I want to point something out about Ginger's response to that question, because I think that gets to the heart of this discussion today. If you listen to her response, it shows an understanding of the issues that, that I face as a librarian in this particular, in a high school setting. And I think that's what makes it work. Uh, you have to have a principal who gets it, who understands what could be happening in a library, who values what could be happening in the library, who values what is happening in the library, and values the role of the librarian uh, as an educator in the building. And I think if you are a librarian who does not have that level of support, it's, it's gonna be extremely difficult to ever advance Great. your program. So I just want to go on record saying, I know how lucky I am uh, to have a supportive administrator because that absolutely makes all the difference in the world. Uh, I'm having the visual of the movie, um, what is it, um, 
um, Wayne's world where, you know, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. I, I totally understand that. I think when the principal has an idea of what actually happens in a library, not only from an operational perspective, but what could be happening, that absolutely makes all the difference. And that's the reason I wanted to talk to you guys. Great. <laughs> so thank you so much. It, it just, uh, I always ask people, is there any, if there are principals and teacher librarians listening to the podcast, which we hope they are, is there any piece of advice you'd want to give principals in a situation where, you know, they want to sort of shift what's happening in the library and maybe shift the role of the teacher librarian to be more of that imp information professional and subject matter expert co-teacher? My advice would be to, to spend time with each other, mm -hmm. administrator and librarian, just to, you know, to talk about vision, to just say, this is, this is what my thoughts are. How can we work together to reach that goal or come up with a, a different goal that we can agree on? Uh, and it's not our library. It's, it's the community. It's our school, you know. And, and then my next uh, suggestion would be talk to kids uh, because there, there are, are, are people who are in there every day, and they can give us better feedback than, than uh, we can mm -hmm. on our own. Anything else? I agree with everything Ginger just said. The only thing I would add would be for the librarian, and that's to uh, talk to your principal, mm -hmm. and hopefully you're, you'll be heard, right. and that's the mm -hmm. main thing. Great. Okay, ladies, thank you so much. When I get this posted, I'm going to give you a shout-out and let you know. <laughs>